all autumn in our worship and in our Tuesday discussion groups, we've been looking at the story of Jonah. And today we bring that whole series to a close, involving some of the children of the church in this final reflection on this, as I say, fascinating and funny story. Jonah for today, he has a message, he has a challenge, he has an inspiration and a warning. We've been really grateful to two people, to Janet Tollington and John Campbell, who've helped us in this series. The picture will come up just now, I'm hoping. So thanks, Janet and John, you've, you've contributed to our reflections on Tuesdays. You've taken us further into that wonderful story. Well, just in case you've forgotten, and I know we've been going on about this story on and on, but let's remember again. Where did it all start? Well, it starts with God calling Jonah to go to Nineveh, that wicked city. And, of course, Jonah goes in the opposite direction. He doesn't want anything to do with this challenge, this mission that God wants him to be part of. Instead, he heads off to, to Spain, to Tarshish, on his boat, and the children, with Julia's help, created a boat for Jonah and uh, sailed it down part of the Y, I think. So he goes in the opposite direction. And then, of course, there's the storm, the fiercest of storms. And the sailors are terrified, and Jonah seems to be just unaware, sleeping up down below. But eventually he's asked, you know, what's this all about? And he explains, and he tells them to throw him overboard. He does so, but that's not the end of Jonah. Fortunately, there's a, a great big fish comes along. Doesn't seem like good news, but um, he swallows. The fish swallows Jonah, and again, we had a craft with the children creating this big fish to swallow Jonah alive. Three days and three nights he spends down there, and then the fish spits him out onto shore or vomits him, as the Bible says. There he is, looking a bit unhappy. The children have really enjoyed the Lego version, and I can recommend that. We're going to see a little bit of it with the song that our singers have prepared for today. Hello, everyone. Today we'll be reading Jonah 4, read by Saray and Xavier. The Ninevites people have turned to God, and God has not destroyed the city. Instead of being pleased, Jonah is angry. Jonah was really upset and angry, so he prayed, Our oh Lord, I knew from the very beginning that you would not destroy Nineveh. That's why I left my own country and headed for Spain. You are a kind and merciful God, and you are very patient. You always show love 
and you don't like to punish anyone, not even foreigners. Now let me die, I'd be better off dead. The Lord replied, what right do you have to be angry? Jonah then left through the east gate of the city and made a shelter to protect himself from the sun. He sat under the shelter waiting to see what would happen to Nineveh. The Lord made a vine. The Lord made a vine grow up to shade Jonah's head and protect him from the sun. Jonah was ha very happy to have the vine, but early the next morning the Lord sent a worm to chew on the vine and the vine dried up. During the day the Lord went sent a scorching wind and the sun beat down on Jonah's head making him feel faint. Jonah was ready to die and he shouted, I wish I were dead! But the Lord asked, Jonah, do you, do you have the right to be angry about the vine? Yes, I do, he answered, and I'm angry enough to die. But the Lord said, You are concerned about a vine that you did not plant or take care of, a vine that grew up in one night and died the next. In that city of Nineveh, there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell right from wrong, and many cattle are also there. Do you think I should be concerned about that big city? Uh, thanks to Saviour and Son Sonia for that. Thank you, Linda, for that uh, craft that reminds us of that wonderful plant that grew up so quickly to provide shade for Jonah. And pull up from the centre. For a moment, Jonah is very happy. He's pleased with this plant that provides him with shade. And he becomes really attached to this wonderful vine. But then the worm comes along. There's something wonderful about seeing plants grow. Uh, we've been uh, rather obsessed with chili plants over this year with this church. We uh, sowed seeds right back in February time and saw them grow. And some survived and some didn't. We become attached to things in nature, things like plants. Jonah was very pleased with the vine. And then he was very angry. Very angry that a worm could come along and destroy it so quickly. And through that, he learnt a hard lesson. He learnt the lesson that he wasn't in control of the natural world. And that's a hard lesson that we have to learn as well. That nature is bigger than us and we need to learn our proper part within it. But Jonah learnt a bigger lesson. He learnt the lesson, we hope, and the story doesn't say whether he learnt it or not. We just hope that he went away wiser. That if he felt that 
happiness and pleasure in the plant and that sadness over the plant being destroyed. How much more should God be concerned for Nineveh, that wicked city, with its 120,000 people who didn't know right from wrong and many cattle. Wonderful how the cattle are mentioned as well as the people. God is concerned with the whole of creation. You see, Jonah seems to see the life very much from his own perspective, his interest, his uh, comfort. And God wants him to learn a bigger perspective, a bigger vision. The concern for those whom Jonah had dismissed as enemies, as the wicked people of Nineveh. But God is concerned with them as well. And that's the challenge for us. Can we learn a bigger perspective on life? Seeing the world as a whole rather than just the tiny bit that concerns our own well-being. Think for a moment about something or someone you really care about. Maybe a pet or a tree in your garden or a houseplant that you've kept alive for many, many years despite sometimes overwatering it. Or maybe the best friend or a parent or daughter or grandson. And think about how much you care about them or about it. And think of how God cares for them so much more deeply than you can possibly care yourself. But not only for, th for them, but for the whole of creation from the tiniest of worms to the greatest of sea creatures, from his sulky prophet Jonah to all the people of Nineveh and the cattle as well. Why do you think Jonah learnt the lesson? We're just left with that question. God says, shouldn't I be concerned about the people of Nineveh and all the cattle? And that's how the story ends. It's one of those great stories that leaves it hanging. Will Jonah learn the lesson from God? Will he learn just how much God loves not just his own people of Israel, but all the nations and all the people and creatures of the world.